This is the FWZ Talk Podcast, talking about anything and everything with all the stars of CAW and virtual wrestling. With your host, the Jam Code, and his guest for this evening, the Henshin Heel, Cable Star. You're listening once again to the FWZ Talk Podcast, here with you for another week, bringing you conversation as per usual on the FWZ Talk Podcast, and uh, we just got off with our conversation with Wes Wade last week, got some great feedback on that, talking about uh, the United States Armed Forces, which... uh, I got uh, a little bit of a criticism that I said that he is in the uh, the Air Force. He's not in the Air Force. He's in the Special Forces. So if you thought that was right, I'm wrong. It is the uh, Special Force. And if I'd known that, I could have gotten some really cool conversations, like a Wes Wade the secret agent uh, thing. But maybe maybe one day we'll get it. But, uh, of course, today we're going to be talking to a man who I go way back very, very long time. And that is uh, old Kerio Star. And before we do- oh! That is uh, Mr. Star here. But, but before before I uh, introduce you, I feel like I have to introduce you in a very particular way. And that is done by a particular line that I found somewhere. So let me... Uh, <clears throat> let me okay. Just... Okay. Introducing the shocker beating, crystal Pepsi drinking, trailblazing, belt yeah. high raising, strap mm-hmm. your ass in, put your foot on the gas... Because we're revving up some monster ass people's rider, the Henshin Gamer, Kirill Star. Sumarashi, it's your boy THG, and I am so happy to be on the pod here, the Fuzz Talk. <laughs> the Fuzz Talk. Fuzz Talk. Uh, just to clarify, though, uh, how long have we known each other, and you're still fucking up my name? Uh, it's just, okay, ten. to be fair, I'm busting your balls a little bit. Everybody fucks up my name. So let me just put it on the pod just to let everyone know. It's pronounced K-Ro. Oh, K-Ro. K-Ro, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of people get that wrong. So, like, but I don't correct them because I actually like it when – I don't know. It's weird. I don't correct people about it that much because I'm, like, not that kind of guy that, like, steps in and, like, hey, you're saying my name wrong. You know, I'm not that kind of asshole. But it does give me a joy when I meet someone and they pronounce it right on the first try. That always makes me happy. So I'm not really that kind of guy. So I think because of that, I don't really go out correcting people that much. But, well, you know, I could uh, always uh, edit this and pretend that I knew what it was. And then I don't look so bad. <laughs> you fucking politicking <laughs> asshole. Well, fucking as, as you mentioned. Backstage met- politics in this <laughs> fucker. As you, uh, as you mentioned, uh, and I'm surprised you actually re- re- remembered because – I uh, I remember doing uh, for, for those of you who don't know I actually uh, commentated a uh, old uh, RC. We go oh you yeah we go fucking way back man uh before uh Arcadia became before RC Davis became Arcadia uh spelled Arcadia by the way but I pronounce it Arcadia because it sounds better um we did uh, I had a show called Eclipse way um, back that, when. yeah. 
Unfortunately, the episodes are lost to the void because uh, roughly seven or eight years ago, I decided to rebrand. And uh, I made the mistake of deleting my old channel and not having backups. So, so are they all lost to the find them ever again? That, yeah, I, the, pretty much the entirety of Arcadia, the, the first the season, quote-unquote, is lost to the void, which is kind of good because uh, looking back now, <laughs> like 10 years later, wow, I made some very questionable decisions in that season. Well, it was uh, it was you, it was me, it was all uh, Mr. Malik Brown, Loudon Styles. Mr. Loudon Styles, yeah, Loudon uh, Styles, yeah. But uh, uh, no, the, see, I don't, I don't judge, I don't say that's bad. Um, means it's just personally, like creatively in the yeah. show itself, I made a lot of. Let's just say, uh, as a horny teenager back then, I abused the breast slider on a lot of those games. So it's like, eh. and then I had bullshit excuses to defend my reasoning for doing that. So it's like, let's not look back at that because that was a very immature time back then. But I feel like now, as the years have gone by, I feel like I'm happier now with what I'm doing with the Fed. Even though I'm yeah. not producing as much as I did before, but I feel like I prefer taking it at my own pace, kind of taking it slow with the Fed, which is why I'm not rushing out to put a video every week, you know, because, uh, yeah, I just like to play things by ear, see how it goes these days. So It was Rockets Championship Wrestling Federation, wasn't it? Uh, it was Rockets Championship Wrestling Federation, then it became Reckless Championship Wrestling Federation. And then at some point, I um, I think this was actually in a conversation with Loudon, actually, okay. where I was we were just like bullshitting in a conversation, and I threw out a random name, like I threw out the Random Kickass Destruction Association, because I think he was looking for a name for his Fed Battle Pro, if I remember correctly, he was looking for a name for his Fed oh. Battle Pro, and I threw that out there, and I'm like, as a matter of fact, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep that one. I like that name. I'm keeping that one. So uh, I kept it, and like, even though I didn't act on it at first, later on, I'm like, yo, this name is too fucking good to fucking let go. So I threw down the logo, uh, which was pretty basic at the time. It was like, kind of like a knockoff uh, Raw logo from like 2006, like 2005, yeah. 2006, before uh, where it's just like you know the bracket, red brackets, and then Arcadia in the middle. But then we settled on the the Winged Sun logo that we currently rock, and we've been rocking that logo ever since. But so yeah, that's the story where that came from. So trying to, trying to remember that, off yeah. the uh, off the top of my head, was it on the Nintendo sixty four? Was it? It was No Mercy, wasn't it? Six, uh, um, no. Uh, it let's see. Um, this is probably going to be people for like who are newer fans who don't know this. Obviously, we're going to be again touching on that season that I'd rather not acknowledge too much. But uh, the believe it or not, the game started on possibly the worst game you can use for CAW Fed, which was WWE Raw for PC. Was that what we commented on? No. Um, it started with that. Then we did an episode on No Mercy for N64, right. which texture mods and shit. Uh, that was just one episode. Then after that, we jumped to... Uh, we did... It was... How do I put this? It was, uh, I don't want to say, it was, I guess we did a hodgepodge of Day of Reckoning 1, Day of Reckoning 2, and WrestleMania 19 for the GameCube. Oh, wow. And, That's some games right there. Yeah. I actually did that because, uh, actually, no, it was just WM19 now that I think about it because, um, 
I don't know. I feel like I liked the AI and the match types that 19 had. Yeah. So I believe I was on that one for a while, which kind of spawned uh, some interesting uh, dynamics going forward that, um, oddly enough, still hold true uh, in newer iterations that I've done. Um, I think in that in the WM19 era, we kind of established Splash Woman and ergo the entire uh, women's division, which we call the Dujinshi division. We kind of established them all as fucking badasses who won't debate putting anyone through a goddamn table. Um, yeah, with that carried over, like I don't know what happened. Like we brought uh, recently in newer in the current iteration, we have a, a internet division which is made up of like YouTubers and live streamers and stuff like that. And oddly enough, I feel like. Afmau is becoming the splash woman of the division because she has no qualms with putting people through shit. So um, there's that. Um, we kind of established. Um, we we did a, after the GameCube era. We we did uh, WW12 and 13 on the Wii. And, oh, the uh, Wii, yes. Yeah, and uh, we kind of established. Uh, we started establishing intergender wrestling around that time. Okay. Uh, we hadn't hard leaned into it yet. We did a couple of we we teased that we did a couple of things, but we didn't really hard lean into it until the um, what was it? We didn't hard lean into it until I made the huge until we did the whole uh, um, Pax West Future Shock, which uh, pay per view, which um, I which actually featured um, Afmau in the main event, which was a six person ladder match. Or as we called it, the uh, road to Dest- the path to destiny match. No, no, path to victory match. Sorry, um, where literally it was like it's a very interesting concept match that I kind of proud that I coined, but it's had ups and downs. Um, it's a six to eight person ta- uh, ladder match, but you can also win by pinfall or submission. So it kind of pushes the narrative that. You can't just climb the ladder. You have to keep your eyes around you at all times. Otherwise, somebody you could be climbing that ladder and somebody else could fucking pull the wind out from under your feet. Right? Try to remember sort of back on on the actual platform. You didn't release them on YouTube at the beginning, did you? you I remember it being somewhere else. Was it Daily Motion? <sighs> there was a lot of places I tried. Um, let's see. We did VO for a little bit. We did. Uh, I never did Daily Motion. Never right, did. Okay. Uh, not a fan. Uh, we did VO. We did live. Uh, the first ep- the first show I ever did, which was a mega was a mega pay per view called uh, Exodus, was on a long since dead platform called Live Video, right. and uh, that that shit's lost to the void. Which uh, I'm kind of bummed out about, but then again, not because I know if I listen to com- my to. T- uh, commentary. My commentary self from ten years ago. I would probably fucking cringe so hard I'd ball up in a corner. <laughs> oh, I, I was. Back. I was. That was my first commentary gig ever, and like I, <laughs> mm, I was pouring it on too fucking hard. I was trying too fucking hard to the point where my I, I was living with my folks at the time, and whenever I sat down to do commentary, my dad made it a point to come in. And mock me. <laughs> I remember literally, you can't see it anymore, but first episode of RCWF Eclipse, 
I was trying to commentate a match, and my dad comes in and starts mocking me, and I just play it off like it's some sort of uh, uh, heckling fan in the background. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I could have edited it out, but I was too fucking lazy to put in more effort. So I'm like, fuck it. It stays in. But, like, ah, oh, dude, but I, I was trying way too fucking hard. I'm like, I'm just glad years later I found my voice. You know? Well, that's a good thing about doing this when you're younger. Is you kind of learn a lot, and you also tend to you know, sort of progress. And hell, if I could look at myself from now to all those years ago, uh, see a bit yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of unintentionally established myself as like, uh, I mean, in my own fed, like there is no distinction. Like I'm just a commentator. Yeah. But once I started branching out and doing like other shows. Like I, I'm, I've I've done some commentary for Virtual Wrestling United, yeah. And within that, uh, within that world, I'm kind. They've kind of established me as kind of a hardcore heel commentator, which I don't know if that comes naturally because in my show it's just me and Eddie shooting the shit. Yeah. But like when I'm on other commentary shows, I guess because I like taking digs at people, I've kind of gone this route of a, being kind of a jerk. Yeah, which I don't know fits for me or not. I mean, if you go back and watch a couple of EWU productions, if you watched, uh, I did last year. I did the third installment of the Infinity Rumble. I think it was okay. Uh, I did. Um, I did a couple of matches on. Uh, I did a couple of matches on Conspiracy, um, where I, I just like jumped in and did some shit, and I'm like I shot back and forth. It was it was this kind of weird dynamic where I was just like, I guess, I guess when I'm seeing people like getting really in, when I was around people getting, and I think honestly if I had to blame someone for that, I think it was Hit Kid because Hit Kid uh, is one of those commentators that like takes the shit super seriously. Well, no, he's just shit. Well, okay, not super seriously in the sense like, oh, this is this is Sir's fucking business. No, he interjects a lot of things from other feds into what he's doing and kind of takes like personal umbrage. Um, he does this a lot with ACW. He does a lot of ACW stuff. Um, best example I can give you is night seven of uh, the 2K19 sendoff spectacular. It's me, him, and Eddie commentating the match between Edward Elric and Aang for the CAW Ultimate Championship, and they he keeps interjecting shit about ACWs, namely Roger Smith, and he just goes fucking off, and Eddie's right there with him, and I'm trying to be here just calling the action, and these guys are trying to hijack shit, so at that point, I have to interject and interject my and, and that's when just like the henshin heel comes out you know what mm. i mean so it's like it's more like if i'm prodded like that where i'm just trying to bring it over here and y'all are bringing it over here it's like fuck touchy subject move on so <laughs> I let's... Know, but, I, but i love those guys they're amazing i, I love I really like working yeah they're, with they're them. a good bunch of people especially in terms yeah, of yeah. I, and honestly i i do like being prompted like that sometimes because sometimes you need something to bring out that character and and having and, and having that is kind of like a trigger to bring that out i kind of really appreciate because i do realize that sometimes when i speak i drone on and it ain't that entertaining so <laughs> having somebody to work off of somebody to bounce off of and is really good and i've had a handful of commentators that have worked with me over the years that i've been able to bounce off well with loudon is a perfect example Hell, people would literally put comments on Arcadia videos. 
back in the day. And they would tell me just how much of a fucking commentary dream team me and Loudon were. So you got to believe it, it sucked when he told me that he was moving on, right? Yeah. He, he was going to college and he wanted to focus on his own thing. And I, I respected that. And honestly, I, I'm proud of what he's done. But you got to believe breaking up the dream team is never fucking easy. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. You and I had a little bit of a dynamic going on back in the day, even though... I mean, to be fair, you also did have a tendency to hijack shit <laughs> and, and also break the fourth wall, mind you. His name was Loudon, but you kept calling him by the name he was going on on Skype at the time, which was Ebon Roland. <laughs> you kept calling him Ebon, and I'm like, fucking... I, I didn't even know that. Me off. that pissed me That irritated me. That <laughs> I irritated the that. fuck out of me. And I, and I had to commentate correct you live on commentary his name is <laughs> i didn't even know that oh man. Uh, it was it was hilarious but like i did appreciate the dynamic you and i had and ultimately like that was kind of fun and i think i like and i definitely like currently the dynamic me and me and uh eddie have because eddie yeah. <sighs> eddie is just this kind of guy like he's been in the biz for years he's like seen it all he's done it all like I don't want to say he's cruising. Like, hell no. I'm never going to imply that Eddie that Eddie Money Mac is ever cruising. But just dude knows his way around things. And, like, I'm pretty certain. And if he wants to call me out on this later, by all means, because I don't know. So, honestly, a little clarification would be nice. I'm not sure he fully understands the Arcadia product. Um, because, obviously, um, anime, I get it. A lot of people get. But yeah. we're also tapping into this whole live streamer YouTuber bit as well. As part of the internet division. And I'm not sure he totally understands a lot of the YouTubers that we have in there. Like, he recognizes a few of them. But, like, the rest of them probably, like, just probably fly over his head. But I do appreciate that the man actually does go out of his way to do his research. Because you're not really going to find a lot of that in CAW these days. A lot of people will usually just fly off the seat of their pants, right? And, and to be fair, we do that a lot in Arcadia Wrestling. Because I, I kind of like booking off the seat of my off the off the seat of my pants you know like i like you know um I'll, I'll i'll mention it in a minute but the thing is is that eddie um actually does his due diligence if you go back to watch that pax west future shock show he actually did his homework and researched how many subs because that that entire show was a youtuber division centric show he literally did his research and looked up the numbers for every person involved Oh, cool. That's cool, man. Which is, yeah, which is actually kind of like above and beyond the Call of Duty, which is why yeah. it's kind of cool that Eddie that, that Eddie did that. You know, it just shows the kind of dedication and, and commentator that he is. You know, so yeah. I can definitely appreciate um, that kind of effort being put in. And I think that's kind of why he we kind of gel well, where I'm fully off the seat of my pants. Well, I'm fully flying off the handle. He's kind of flying off the handle, but he also still has his hand on it because he's also doing his due diligence as well. So it's kind of this nice dynamic where he's got all the answers and I got nothing. Yeah. But we kind of like work off each other. And I think that's kind of where we stand currently as a commentary team. So I think what I think you we were basically were... trying to allude to was that I was a little shit back in the day. That's what you're trying to say. Oh, yeah. You were a fucking little shit. <laughs> <laughs> to, be well, fair, to be fair, this was years ago. Like, what, 10 years ago? Oh, I, I know. I, I vaguely remember doing it. That I was probably just being a dick. Yeah, you were, you were, I mean, 
dude, like, I'm listening to you now. You do not sound like that same little shit who kept trying to hijack shit. You kept telling me, hey, hey, hey. Because when Loudon was doing his segments in the ring, you kept telling me, like, Loki, hey, we should just jump fucking, you, we should fucking jump his ass off the table. I'm like, bruh. I was oh, like, bruh. Man. Those are the days, man. I, st- like, I still, I still rib him today. You know, it's it's partly one of my hobbies. You, oh, you just so you 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 still rib the loud one to this I, day? Of course. In fact, uh, I'm fairly certain that's a death sentence. Probably I'm fairly is. He, certain. I usually when he's uh, doing his Twitch streams, usually go on there and try and wind him up. But he'll usually just jump me to f off. <laughs> so you're telling me? So okay. So you're basically your new legacy Inc. and you're tr- and Loudon is Dakota Kai. Is that right? Yeah, I am the troll. I'm oh, the for fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest troll right now. Oh, uh, you're an so asshole. You're we, still so, an asshole, but at least you're a m- more mature asshole. Oh, I'm still an asshole. If we <laughs> we're sort of jumping around different things, if we uh, sort of almost go through the histories at worst. If we go right back to the beginning, talk about the origins of, of the stuff that you do in particular. I'm I'm seeing, of course, there's got to be a lot of influence from uh, Hakeem's product and um, Anime Championship Wrestling. So, in terms of your start, what was it you saw that made you sort of want to connect to do stuff like that with video games? Oh man, ah. Uh... I mean, Hakeem and ACW uh, played a huge part. I will grant you that. However, the original idea came from a, a, an, a very infamous Fed. And uh, I don't even know if anybody even fucking remembers it. Like, it, it, I feel like it's kind of been written out of the CAW consciousness, despite the fact that it was kind of one of the firsts. Because the guy who ran it was, I don't want to say sketch, but like... He had a reputation for rubbing people the wrong way. And I, I think, I don't even know if you know, if you have any semblance of what Fed I'm talking about. Uh, it was probably one of the first No Mercy Feds. You talk about Dr. Pizza? Yeah, ACWL. Ah, they of course, were the first. I can forget that. Yeah, ACWL was the first CAW league I ever saw. Um, Grant, I really liked it, though it, it had its moments. Like, here's the thing. Um, I can tell you literally the first feds I started with. It was first ACWL, then I found ACW, yeah. uh, then SMF. Oof. Oh, of course. SMF, Jesus Christ. That shit would not fly in 2020. Well, that's interesting because that's, of course, on, on the forums is where is where we met. But Jesus Christ, yes. that would not work today. The amount uh, of dude, shit would, he would SMF, get. SMF would not work. And, and he knows this because he put out a video recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, says... SMF storylines in 2020, and literally he does like he shows a clip, and then he immediately shows himself getting canceled. Yeah, we were, we were talking to him. We were talking to him on a on a Twitter feed, and he was talking about you know, oh, someone I think told him, hey, you should come back to to do this. And he was like, if I came back today, the cancel culture would kind of be through the roof. Oh yeah, through the roof, definitely. Like, uh, then then the legend that is ICCW. Oh, of course, Mr. Zachary Dakery. Uh, Zachary Dakery and the Piz. The Piz. The Piz. Pizzle, you put the lotion away. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of my, my iconic lines is Dora the Explorer. The- Pizzle, you put the lotion away. Ah, ah, yo, that last match had the Pizzle hide. <laughs> oh, the Pizzle. Whatever happened to him? Um, but yeah, it was ICCW. And then after that, it was just kind of like my own thing. But. Uh, I was kind of focused on my thing, but not not at the same time, if that made sense. Like, I was still in the early goings, and then I was reached out by someone on the forums. Kind of one of the bigger known names, a guy who went by uh, Surge V1, who was okay. 
who had been a part of the community for years but never had his own fed. And he was starting – he started a new fed called um, RFW, Random Federation Wrestling, right? And uh, it was a kind of an interesting little fed. He did all the editing and all that stuff, but he had uh, the legend Omega XP uh, commentate for him. Uh, God rest his soul. Um he had Omega XP commentating for him, but for some reason, at some point, Omega couldn't do it. And I don't know, because here's the thing. I didn't have a lot of great rapport back then with a lot of the CAW regular, underground regulars, because yeah. um, I was in this weird place where I felt like I needed to defend everything when I really didn't. Yeah. So I had kind of like a, I don't want to say a negative, but people kind of took me as a joke. So when this guy reached out to me and uh, said, hey, man, I need a commentator for RFW. Are you available? And I'm like, I was shocked, right? I didn't think – because he seemed to be like one of the guys who had like a very ba- bad – I don't want to say a bad opinion of me, but probably didn't think much of me. Yeah. So when he reached out and said, uh, hey, man, you want to do a RFW? And I'm like, sure. So we did a couple episodes. I was still extremely green at the time, mind you. Um, and I did a few episodes – um, I think the first episode I did was kind of an odd one because uh, I didn't. Wa- I I was kind of aware of what was going on in RFW, but somehow in within the span of that first episode uh, that I did, I kind of lost the narrative of the show. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Like okay, so there's this fed was just like a bunch of random shit, right? So they had Wayne Brady on this thing, but they had him doing that that character from the Chappelle show where he says, is Wayne Brady going to choke a bitch? Yeah. And he had Dave and Dave Chappelle because of that. Dave Chappelle was like his tag team partner slash manager because he didn't want to get choked out by a bitch. Right. Right. So because of that, but I liked that bit. So I was kind of pushing these guys, faces, but they were heels. And literally, this was literally pointed out to me. Uh, when after I sent in the commentary, and it turns out when I sent in the commentary, the last bit of the commentary got corrupted. So I ended up redoing it the the right way, as in pushing these guys as heels. Like I tried to do like a last minute save. Yeah. But you could tell that last minute save. It kind of sounded like I just turned on them in the match. Like I I just realized they were heels or. Or I'm acting like they just turned heel in the match. So it's like it was an immediate swerve from there on out, right? Yeah. My timing was off throughout the entire thing. But to me, that was kind of like a learning experience. So I did a couple more episodes for RFW. Uh, though, sadly, shortly thereafter, I never received another episode because the guy kind of gave up. Yeah. I, at least I believe because I never saw another ep- I think I did like <laughs> two or three episodes and then I don't think he dropped anything after that. You I commentated... I commentated that episode and then another episode because, oddly enough, that week, regarding Wayne Brady, that that same week, um, he showed up on Raw and was assaulted by Randy Orton. So we did the blow-off match, <laughs> Randy Orton versus Wayne Brady, on that second RFW show. And and I remember commentating that. And then yeah. after that, um, I think after that, that was, we didn't do another – I never saw another episode again. Like he, I never saw him post a new one, nor did he ever send me one. I don't honestly don't know what happened with that. That Fed had a lot of great potential the way the man was editing it. So I'm just kind of sad that that thing kind of fell off, you know? 
when we think about your show in general in terms of the the guys and gals you've got on it and also the general look of your show would you say it's an anime based one or would you say as other people call it a fantasy sort of show I would um, I want to keep the distinction of being an anime fed because and the reason is because the legacy um, let me explain um, when I got into this business there was literally like four feds that we could call anime feds we literally built something called the anime caw big four it was okay. acw it was arcadia yeah. it was another long-running fed called pawl and it was a fourth one called pride anime championship pride ac sadly okay. that one didn't last very long it folded like within a couple of years right. uh pawl had been around for like Way even before ACW, they this was probably like the legacy member, like the the the, the veteran. Yeah, uh, ACW, and then myself, and I just started. Um, at this point, I had become good friends with Hakeem. I still kind of am, um, though we don't speak directly a lot. Like I, I still consider him a friend. He still considers me a friend. We follow each other on Twitter, but we don't have direct rapport, if yeah. that makes any sense. But um, yeah, um, I. So, my, okay, so I can tell you who it was. It's Hakeem Johnson in ACW. It was myself in Arcadia. It was Kyle Snyder in PAWL and my boy Tommy Kazarian and uh, PA, and P, Pride AC. Sadly, he, I don't know where he's off to now. He's disappeared. I haven't spoken to him in years. Uh, we were part of a Skype group together with me. It was him, me, and like a bunch of other Gmodder friends. that we, we uh, were, I got him into the whole Gmodding shit. We were part of a group called the Paper Plane Inn. And I left that group like about, I left that group like right years ago. I, I left, but not because I had beef with any of them. I left because I was um, trying to do me. Mm -hmm. And uh, because honestly, I kind of felt like I'd been in that group for years and I hadn't really produced anything. Yeah. Uh, Gmod for a little bit. So it was like, I, I left the group to focus on myself. But uh, years later, I found out the group is kind of disbanded. So it's like, but I still maintain uh but i but out of all the people in the i still kind of maintain a little bit of rapport with all of them but one of them is still a very close friend of mine the inverted shadow he's still a very good friend of mine i consider him a brother and i've known him for over 10 years he's he's a really great dude and i live stream with him sometimes these in this day and age so yeah very good but, if I... uh, Tommy sorry go on no okay yeah tommy kazarian uh i i lost all rapport with him uh snyder we don't know what happened to him he okay. He just upright up uh, one day just up and disappeared. We we don't know what he did with his show. Uh, I don't even remember if he even like finished like if he even ended it on a show ending note. Like he just up and disappeared. We never saw him again. Uh, we don't know what happened to him. Hakeem disappeared for a few years um, from doing CAW because um, I know he focused on becoming a, a real life wrestler. Oh. I don't know if he's still doing it. Uh, yeah. Yes or no? He he's had his time in the biz, and so he's still an indie wrestler, at least down in the Sacramento area, from what yeah. I know. But as far as I know, he is now kind of focusing more on being a voice of wrestling, which is what I usually call like these podcasters and like reviewers and shit. You know, like you got your Brian Zanes, you got your JD from New York's, you got your uh, Solo Monsters, mm -hmm. you got your. Um, Got your Deadlock, which, by the way, Deadlock podcast, fucking amazing. Um, and then you got Hakeem, who's trying to get his foot in the door with the newscast. So, yeah, 
Um, yeah, so it's it's that. So, it, but he still does ACW, and, and he's been very consistent with it. And then you got me, who was really working on it. And then, like again, I also disappeared for a few years, and then I got the itch again. I came back with a new show, Arcadia Speed. Uh, I've done four episodes of that show so far. Unfortunately, I've had a couple of mental health issues plaguing me over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm already in the process of writing the next episode where we're going to be launching. Uh, in not really, I guess, big scoop, but not big scoop, you know, because I announced on my Twitter, on the Arcadia Wrestling Twitter. Uh, we're starting up an old concept that uh, we did years ago, which is called the Steal of a Deal, which is pretty much our money in the bank. And uh, we're going to be launching that tournament on the next episode of Arcadia Speed. And for those of y'all who want to know how the tournament works, it's your standard elimination tournament. Uh, We're going to start with 16 people, knock it down to eight, and then we're going to knock it down to four. But rather than knock it down to two and have a finale, those final four will face off in a path to victory match where you can win by pinfall submission or climbing the ladder. And whoever whoever climbs the ladder or gets the win gets the briefcase and the contract that they can cash in for any title that they want at any time not just the main time okay. you can cash it in for anything so Sounds you can good. cash it in for the uh, arcadia world championship you can cash it in for the caw ultimate championship you can cash it in for the hyperdimension championship the dujinshi championship the Freebird championships or the arcadia internet championship it's currently called the youtube championship but we're going to rebrand it because unfortunately not unfortunately but because you, you start to realize hey you can't just stick to the YouTube bubble. There's a lot of Twitch streamers that deserve the honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, our current YouTube champion, John Page, has shifted to Twitch. So he's kind of no longer a YouTuber. He's now a full-time Twitch streamer. So at that point, we have to kind of change the ecosystem to include Twitch streamers as well as YouTubers and all everything in between. So we're rebranding the championship, which hopefully should take uh, – we should have that design done by the next episode of Arcadia Speed. I think you mentioning about uh, YouTube uh, personalities. I think it might have been you then, because I remember the the name. Did you do like a YouTube championship on? I think it was one of the um, oh, what's that show called? That conspiracy. Yes, that we had uh, John. We had John Page defending his uh, YouTube championship against Shubble. Um That actually went pretty well. Uh, we did the uh, table turmoil match where Arcadia and ACW faced off for the first time. With uh, New Dawn Pro and SCAW in the match as well, which, by the way, fucking honor to be at the, to have our wrestlers uh, uh, fighting with uh, SCAW guys. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, had, uh, I think we had a third match as well, if I'm remembering correctly. We did the John Page one. We did the, th- the thing. Oh, uh, we uh, did. Uh, oh, we had Edward Elric versus uh, Naruto. For the uh, CAW Ultimate Championship, which ended in controversy because that was this is one of the lows of the Path to Victory match. Yeah. We found out in that match that concept doesn't fucking work on a one-on-one match. <laughs> yeah, like in, in a one-on-one match, you can win by pinfall, submission, or or climbing the ladder. Still, but the problem was the whole point of having the pinfall submission be a part of the Path to Victory is that you're supposed to keep your eye on a you're supposed to keep your head on a swivel. It's supposed to, like, make sure that if you're trying for the briefcase, you got to, like, keep your eye out. If you see someone trying to get the pin, you got to find a way to freaking break that shit up before you can climb the ladder. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's supposed to cause chaos. It's supposed to cause, like, self, like hyper-awareness. You can't do that in a 1v1 setting. Yeah. It doesn't work. And we found that out the hard way with that match at Conspiracy. 
which is why we kind of like retooled the rules so that it can only be done in a four, six, or eight man setting because it, otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah. And unfortunately, that match was met with a lot of backlash, which is why we had to run it back. Uh, last man standing match, we ran it back uh, at the next event, which was Prestige. At VW Prestige, we ran it back Edward Elric versus uh, Naruto 2. And that match, um, and while it had its controversial moment, the winner was definite in that one. Yeah. Uh, Edward Elric retained. Uh, Naruto and Ichigo now have some beef. Or probably had even more. I think they went into that match with beef. But uh, it's now even worse now because it cost Naruto the belt. And then Edward went on to face Aang at the uh, two, 2K19 send-off spectacular. Which fucking belter of a match. My god. That match was crazy. That entire event was crazy. It was probably the biggest um, event. I do this. I do that event every year uh, when we celebrate a new WW2K game. Yeah. Uh, we're not We're not doing it this year. I'm telling you that yeah. much. That, this, that event is not happening this year because... <laughs> Fuck it. As far as I'm concerned, the minute a 2K20 dot dropped, I already sent it off. Fuck it. I yeah. ain't messing with that shit. We're not going to... Well, probably... I, I'll figure out... I'll have to think about what I'm going to do this year for that. Because uh, it's been a yearly tradition. So, But this is kind of like uh, different circumstances, I guess. Yeah. So, um, we might just like fuck it and I'll just play Battlegrounds for seven days. I don't fucking know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that, uh, that's an interesting game, that old Battlegrounds. Yeah, I'm, obviously you're not going to make a CAW fed with it. But... <laughs> Why not? I could make Fuck. him uh, John Cena versus the Crocodile. <laughs> Somebody will hack it so you can play as the Crocodile. <laughs> I, I, I fully believe that. I'll be all over that. One of the things I saw uh, written somewhere on about your show in terms of the roster, and I don't know if this is still now or if it was back then, but I saw that you had a tag team called the Acid Trip, and it was Boom and Terry Law. Now, yeah, I haven't done it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Um, I did that because honestly, I thought those guys were cool. Um, to be fair, we don't know where they are. Last I heard, um, they were both like fucking freebasing out of a friggin' dumpster out in Colorado somewhere. Jesus. Um, we don't know. I think they got so high out of their minds they forgot they had Arcadia contracts because <laughs> we ain't seen them since, like, for real. Well, that's what I was questioning because uh, I know uh, I forget as well that a lot of these people were actually creations by other people. I originally thought that SMF had created them, but I know like they're especially like Terry Law, him and his brother used to do like those boom, what was it Spot Bumpmeister? That's the one, yeah, yeah. Those videos used to do a lot with SmackDown versus Raw 2007, and those are the ones that they used to sort of go. But um, I know a lot of those guys just sort of disappeared anyway, so that's kind of a, yeah, a that, yeah. But they were they were kind of an interesting little get. To be fair. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna level with you. I don't think they were under contract. Right. I think they just showed up and like we just said fuck it. Like, I, I guess I don't want to say handshake agreement, but I don't know. We just thought, uh, wait, these guys are from SMF and they're in our Fed. Yeah, book them in a few matches, see where that goes. I don't. I don't know. So did, like that. did you originally know that they were a part of SMF before? Or did you not know? Oh, absolutely, dude. Right, that's right. why. I, that's why I saw them first. They, but yeah, yeah, for yeah. some reason, if anything, I think they were just fucking high off their tits and thought they were at SMF when they were <laughs> with us. I think I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But how we long, haven't seen them since. How long would you say you've been doing this whole uh, this whole CAW stuff? I kind of equate it as part of my uh, my YouTube of my YouTube slash live streaming career. I would. 
say I've been at this for almost 15 years. And in that time, have you had any breaks? Have you done it 15 years straight, or was there any times where you sort of... Oh, no, it was off. It's definitely touch and go off and on stuff. Like, there would be... And and I I equate this to mental health, because I am a very... I I don't want to say I have a weak mental state, but I I do tend to be... uh, How do I put this? Like, if I, I do something and I like it, within six months, I will fucking be sick of that shit and not want to deal with it. Yeah. Right. I, I do this with a lot of things with gaming. I do this with freaking life in general. Like if I'm after six months, I'm like, fuck this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I get sick of something, but then six months later, I'll come back to be like, oh, this is the shit. I love doing this. And yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. vicious cycle. Right. Not to mention that I'm um, I do have those moments of weakness. Uh, I have anxiety attacks a lot and shit. So it's like yeah. it, it's, it's this thing where it's like. I want to do this, but it also feels like I'm going to, it's not going to play out well for me and like self doubts and shit. Um, so it's always been an on and off deal. It's very touch and go for me. Uh, I'll have these long strings where I'll do something. And then I hit that one wall, always that one wall. That's like, fuck. And then I don't produce anything for months. It's just this. And that's just how it's been with me. Like it's very difficult for me to stay consistent and and uh with everything because it's just so easily like i'm it's so easy for me to be discouraged and anxious so i struggle with that a lot i try my best to try to put something out there that i know people will like but you know it, it's very discouraging sometimes especially when your brain is in the state that like it believes that once you hit this hard wall you can't just bounce back from it you gotta like fucking come hard stop for a few months and then go back at it you know yeah. it, it's kind of it's kind of frustrating but honestly i take the pride that i've been as long as i did because even though with those off moments i still kind of like have these life experiences that teach yeah. me okay like it teach me like hey uh you shouldn't take a lot of the things that you have for granted uh Absolutely. i know for a fact that after i left that gmodder group i didn't really talk to anyone but uh shadow and even then it was very like sporadic but in recent years i realized yo these people were my friends and I kind of just blew them off. Right. Yeah. And I still kind of feel bad about it. I've gotten back in touch with a lot of them and I talk to them very often now. Like I try to make it a point to try to reestablish the friendships that I kind of lost along the way. But obviously now they're like some of those friendships I don't even try because I see how they are now. And I'm like, yeah, bro, you used to be, what happened to you? But that's, that's a good thing. And I feel like people almost lambast you for that because that there's two ways of, of dealing with a person, for example. You can have a, a, an argument with someone, and then someone could criticize you. Well, you said this, or you said that, whereas the mature thing is to take you completely from that situation and, you know, sort of, you know, recluse yourself and look at, you know, be able to look after yourself, but also it's safer to just take yourself back and have a clear head. And, you know, people that then want to criticize you for that, and, and maybe so if they said, well, you never said this to us or anything like that, but what yeah. they got to understand is sometimes that's the best thing overall and it's not a bad thing to think well you didn't say anything and you know sometimes people aren't going to fully understand that because it's not in your head but for anybody that goes through anything like that actually taking yourself and just going cold turkey is actually i think probably one of the 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 best things because had you not these people wouldn't understand that it could get worse i.e you or the relationships or anything like that could be worse than what you actually did yeah and actually that was i i learned that like the hard way because way back in the day caw underground way days whenever i saw an argument 
that I ended up getting pulled into, I ended up like kind of exasperating exacerbating it and making it worse. Yeah. And ultimately that didn't look good on me. And yeah. especially not the person I'm trying to defend. If anything, it, it, it just showed that because I didn't pull myself out of the equation, I made shit worse. Yeah. And I ended up and, and because of that, it's like now whenever I see like something like something about to happen and I, I am about to see myself pulled in, I'm like, nope, 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 walk away. Don't even deal with it. Right. And that's and the I thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that now with, with especially of and I was going to ask you this question actually in a few moments because I, I didn't actually know what the core underground is. Hopefully you can uh, sort of educate me as to what the core underground actually was. Okay, so CAW Underground was probably where a lot of us got our start, right? It was known as, like, the de facto place to get CAW wrestling. It was a forum, and a lot of people would, like, post their shows on this, on this forum, and you would just, like, you post it there, and people would have also wrestling discussions and stuff and whatnot. Mm. And um, oddly enough, it was... I don't remember who was the runner of it, but believe it or not... A lot of the guys who were mods on that forum are now form part of a group, a really well-known streaming group called New Legacy Inc. Oh, right. So I had a lot of rapport with those guys back in the day, and it was really not good. Um, because I was an immature... I'm a, this was like when I was... Um, how do I put this? This was when I was around... 18? I was like, I was an immature teenager. Let's just put it like that. Um, and um, basically, what? It, basically, so obviously, I was getting into a lot of shit, and like I said, I was having a lot of arguments. Yeah. That I was being pulled into, or I interjected myself, and in when I had no business doing it, and ultimately digging a hole that I should not even be in. Right. Yeah. And because of that, I was kind of treated like a joke on those forums, and a lot of those guys were like big were, were a lot of those guys were were kind of like you know they were all kind of like very trollish because we were all fucking young and stupid so we would like take the shot we would they would take these shots at me and i wouldn't know how to deal with it because obviously i you know it, it, it was a different time back then and i look back then and i look at the new legacy guys now and i'm so proud of how they've grown you know because back then we were all fucking immature shits mm. just pulling each other down and now i see these guys out here just the way they've changed, the way they conduct themselves. I mean, sure, they're still doing butt jokes. They, let me let me tell you something about New Legacy. They did butt jokes before New Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of butt jokes. But um, the, but to see how they've changed over the years, how they've become a bit more professional, um, even though they still have that immature humor that I still like, but at the same time, they've become these guys that, like, put other people before themselves who look out for the wrestling uh, industry hmm. for the community. I, I kind of, I'm very proud of them because back then we were all just fucking little immature shits. And, um, but yeah, but back then it was kind of like, I don't want to say it was toxic. I, I, I don't think it was anything but toxic CAW underground, but it was really where a lot of us got our start. And I still hold that site in, in huge regard. Matter of fact, you know what? Since we're on the subject, no. um, let me Google this right quick. Well, while you do that, I'm, I'm curious to sort of see how, especially with those guys, how you go from something small like Core Underground to like a massive platform like New Legacy Inc. Are they even still around? No, yeah, I don't New think Legacy. they're still around anymore. No, CAW Underground. I'm, I'm checking to see oh, if they're I, still Oh, I have around. no idea. 
I, oh, I they're dead. Oh, yeah. No, I just checked. They're long dead. Right. Um. Apparently, they shifted. Yeah, they shifted to. Um. Apparently, they had shifted to being a. Uh, huh. They uh, back in 2014, like their last tweet. I just found their Twitter actually, and the last tweet was 2015. The site's been dead for five years. Right. Uh, CAW Underground is dead. It's been dead for five years. I just okay. Googled, I just checked. It's no longer just. But coming, that was kind of like our big um, hub. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. CAW CAW Underground was like the big hub. If you knew about CAW wrestling, you knew about CAW Underground. Right. So it was kind of easy for a lot of us to get our break there, even if we weren't, because YouTube was still like a twinkle in like some dude's eye way back then. So like. We had like um, Gamefront. We had like friggin' whatever streaming, whatever video streaming service you can get back then. Um, we just did whatever you could. You did whatever you could, and uh, because of that, because it was such a community based around that, it's kind of how a lot of us blew up, right? So, yeah. coming from there is like where we got our start, despite you know how. Th- things were back then like again a bunch of little immature shits but we 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 all like still had like an appreciation for um for the biz so it was that and honestly we kind of have a lot of the heavy hitters to bigger heavy hitters to thank for that um smf iccw um because their humor i guess you could say their 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 style yeah kind of transcended wrestling so I mean, they didn't. They weren't like meme generators by any stretch of the imagination. But just the way they got you to laugh, you didn't need to understand wrestling to watch the shows. Yeah. So it's. Be, I feel like because of them, that kind of opened up a bigger audience. Yeah. To uh, for a lot of us, so it kind of made the point that like, yeah, from this little forum, a lot of the biggest feds that you know came mm. from, and I think that's what kind of help inject the community in the arm a little bit mm-hmm. and if and especially held us helped us you know reach that higher level if, if if that makes any sense who is ryan mccree ryan mccree this motherfucker mm. oh <laughs> Remember how I was talking about how me and all my commentators had really great chemistry? And uh, this one is not. No, he was not. Um, <laughs> he was not. Um, I, here's the thing. I Okay, in wrestling, I have two types of heels, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, re- the good heel, as in the guy who gets under your skin. Mm-hmm. Like, that you hate him, but you also kind of respect what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you got the go-away heel that I don't want on my TV ever because they fucking suck. And it's not because of their character. I think them as a person fucking sucks. Okay. Okay? And you can hear the tone in my voice. That Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just to give you an example. MJF yeah. is a good heel. Yeah. Britt Baker is a go-away heel. I fucking hate her. I want her off my fucking TV. She sucks as a face or a heel. She's shit. And I will die on that hill. Right? Wow. But but it's not because, oh, she's like a good heel. No, she just fucking sucks. I don't know what Adam Cole sees in her. Okay? You feel me? I feel you. So, um, anyway, so... Ryan McCree, a.k.a. Uh, Metal, uh, he now goes by uh, Metal Gear Misfit, I think, on Twitter. 
Um, he was a heel commentator that we had briefly in arcade, I think for like three or four episodes of Eclipse. And I hated working with him. (laughs) I hated it because like dude was trying way too fucking hard to be a heel. Uh, (laughs) I can't remember off the top of my head. I think I actually blanked it out because it was just so fucking bad. Like, God, I wish I remember. Like, it was just something about him I hated. And, like, I, 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 and to be fair, it was this weird kind of disassociative hate where I still interacted with him. I still worked with him. Yeah. But for some reason, I knew I fucking hated him, but I didn't know why. So, like, I think around that time is when I met Loudon. And I slowly started phasing him out and and putting Loudon in because I felt like there was a better connection with me with me and Loudon, which ultimately came substantially when people told me we were the fucking dream team. And then this Ryan fella that like ah like um like ah I wish I could remember off the top of my head the shit he did. If I had my video archives I could look, but fuck I don't have them. All I remember is that a lot of the shit that he would do on the show I hated. <laughs> Right. Okay. Then. Oh man. It, it, um. I think it was like he was playing up his character because he was. Tr- it was she was trying to be a heel, but he wasn't resonating with me as a heel because I'm still trying to play it as like the bipartisan commentator. Right. So it was like he still tried to be bipartisan, but he was like really hard healing it up, which I fucking hated. Yeah. Like. You, because I, I kind of literally made it a point. Hey, man, I need you to be bipartisan. I need you to be bipartial. And he was still fucking, uh, just, oh, fucking hated it. Well, I will move on then, because I can, <laughs> I can see how much you feel about that guy. I, I, I really wish I could remember the specific shit that irritated me about him. But like, literally, I was so irritated. I wrote, I was like. Um, I I remember when CAW Wikia was a thing, and I literally oh, wrote because in the I found the Arcadia the RCWF page, and I literally wrote that segment about him because I was like, oh fuck. Actually, I've got it. it. I've, I've just uh, researched. I've actually got it here. Would you want me to read it to you? Yeah, I actually wrote that part because Jesus Christ. So I have by far the most controversial thing in Arcadia. Today is commentator the misfit Ryan McLean. The terminal commentator is a magnet for trouble online. So far, he's mocked on Encyclopedia oh, Dramatica. No, 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 no. I remember now. I remember now. Um, he was like, how do I put this? He was starting beef where there was none. Then I was, and I didn't agree with that. I, I, I get it. it. Was like he was trying to further his character, but this was nothing Arcadia related, and. To further his character like that, it rubbed me the wrong way. Right. Okay. Right. Like he—he's posting in character in a bunch of like in a fed that has nothing to do with us. Okay. You know. So it was like it was that kind of shit, right? And and I I did personally did not care for it. Well, like, since I've got I, your since I've got this page here and I've got your alliances, which league would you say you preferred uh, working with the most? Do you? Oh, man. P A W L Pride A C. ACW or VWF? Um, that's kind of a hard one because I've never worked directly with any of them. Like oh, I've okay. I've worked with their characters, I've worked with their roster. Yeah. 
Never worked with the creators directly. I've been pushing for, oddly enough, I've been pushing to get on Hakeem's newscast for years, and um, that never panned out. Um, I've not spoken to Fred Fre uh, Frederick James Francis in a long time, and of course, PAWL and Pride AC are dead. Um, I've never had the opportunity to work with any of them directly, though I will, if I had to say in terms of like match commentary and shit, which I did, uh, I had fun uh, back at Exodus, which was the only uh, VWF slash NGW match I ever commentated. It was a match between, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, I think it was Aerith Gainsborough versus uh, the chick from Final Fantasy VIII. I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. It was a hardcore match, though. And, and I remember that match was really fucking fun to commentate. I rem It was really fun. I had that one. Uh, ACW have never really commentated an ACW match. Um, I did However, we did commentate an Arcadia versus ACW match. Of course, the one you saw at Conspiracy. Uh, we did the rematch as well during the uh, 2K19 Synopsis Spectacular. We had um, R-Factor versus uh, Night Raid in a rematch table turmoil match. Uh, that one was really good. But we I've never had direct rapport with uh, ACW in terms of doing a match. Yeah. Um, so I've never worked directly with a lot of these guys. Okay. Um, however, I would like to state however that my relationship i think is i think i've had like the best uh thing i've done uh in terms of like working with other feds has to be without a shadow of a doubt working for vwu they added me yeah. to the alliance and uh, oh it was renoa it was renoa okay and i remember it was it was renoa from uh final fantasy 8 okay. but uh yeah but um yeah but anyway uh i've had like a great time doing matches for vwu even though i kind of Renault Hartley. Um, I've done I've done like uh, a few events for them, but uh, it, but more more often than not, like I I really had fun doing this, and obviously it kind of like again it helps cement my character outside of Arcadia to be a heel commentator, yeah. which uh, I have fun with. <laughs> well, that was actually but, what uh, I was going to get yeah. into. What I was going to get to next was kind of how you sort of got into the the, the circle of the VW. I was invited. Um, by Eddie Mac himself. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Mac obviously is one of I don't want to I don't remember he's like kind of one of the CEOs of the uh, of VWU. So it's like he's kind of one of the founding fathers. So he kind of invited me because he yeah. obviously you know he's my co-commentator. So he said, "Hey man, uh, I'm doing this thing. You want in? Sure." So it's kind of yeah. funny uh, how that kind of worked out. But it was um, I, I I honestly do enjoy being a part of the vwu i mean yeah. i don't produce as much as the other members of the vwu mm. but it's just an honor being there and you know knowing that like hey uh if you ever need me for something you're a ring you know they are a, a, a great bunch of guys even from uh, i probably interviewed pretty much all the guys from the, the vw now <clears throat> on this podcast yeah I honestly say with that shadow that really uh, a great enjoyable bunch of guys to to be with them to be around and to talk to as well it makes sense. Apart from Hit Kid Worldwide, that's a whole different story. But anyway, uh, Hit Kid is an interesting beast. Like I said, the I'm man. Already, I'm already kidding. I'm already fucking with him. I do that. All, I yeah, know, I know, I've got to get rid of him. But I'm saying, but but I do have to say though that like he is literally an interesting beast. Um, he is a very interesting beast. That one. Uh, hmm. uh like I said, like I, I mentioned it before. I don't have to mention it. Again. 
yeah, like he, he is very character committed. That guy, and yeah. uh, I do I do respect it. At the end of the day, like he's very character driven, and, and I respect it. So, with with that whole VW group, is there any other groups you're a part of, or are you just <clears throat> just part of VW? Any other sort of, or even any uh, sort of groups you've kind of communities, as it were, that you kind of come across in, in time? Um, well. In terms of CAW, I am, but not really involved with another Fed. I don't do anything with them. I'm just in their Discord group. Oh, right. Um, though I w- actually, to be fair, that's kind of a lie. I don't really do anything. However, uh, one day, <laughs> uh, and this is like if you look at my in-character Twitter at Kirostar underscore Arcadia, um, it says in my bio, "Accidentally stumbled into the VWBV." X- sorry, accidentally stumbled into the XBWL commentary booth once. Right. Because I didn't know they were commentating. Because here's the thing. It's a Fed run by a friend of mine called Rackadile. And um, he was doing commentary on the show. But, like, he has, like, a dedicated commentary uh, voice chat. Yeah. The problem is, for some reason, for this particular show, he was not – he was using the public chat and everybody else was in there with him. So I thought it was just, okay, we're just doing another group call. And I go in there and they're literally commentating a match for the show. They're commentating matches for the show, and I go in there. So I just act. So for when I realize, oh shit! Rather than leave the call, I act like I just stumbled in here and tried to act like I'm actually. And I started trying to help commentate the show, and I'm like, uh, okay. Like, uh, so I do that for a little bit, and then I just stumble out. <laughs> it's just funny, but uh, yeah, my buddy Rack does XPWL. It's on uh, the YouTube's and the Twitches, um, but. Uh, Outside of CAW, I'm not really associated in out with any other groups. Um, I don't want to call the uh, video game uh, what's it called? Uh, video game wrestling, video game wrestling league. I think it's called. Okay. The VGWGP, I think, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> I'm not necessarily. Oh, video game wrestling, video game wrestling network. Sorry, video right. game wrestling network. Okay. That one's not. I don't really consider that one so much a group as it is like. Because we're not, it's not as tight knit as the VWU is. Yeah. It's mainly like, okay, Matt E. Dangerously runs this, and it's literally just like, okay, people can just plug their shit here. Right. But right, right. Um, outside of that, um, I don't associate really with a lot of other groups, mainly because, like, yeah. I don't know, really. Best way I could put it is, like, I like being, a, I like hanging with people. I like, uh, but like, how do I put this? Like, I would don't wouldn't mind being part of a group, but I'm that kind of guy that would rather start the group, yeah, than like yeah. try to join a new one. You know, that if that makes any sense at all. Um, but like more than that, I'm more like just kind of like self focused right now. Um, yeah. at least in current time. But I, I'm not closed down to the idea of working with other. people. I definitely would love the opportunity to work with other people. Sure. Is there any so, groups or, or even feds or, or shows you've checked out now or even over the years that you've looked at? I went, man, I, I really want to be a part of that. That'd be cool. No, really. Um, I don't – I mean it's kind of hard for me to uh, admit this, but um, I don't watch other products. Yeah. And yeah. the reason for that is not because I don't care – it's it can be quite exhausting to watch a lot of a lot of shows as well. So, so yeah, but it's not like it's not like oh, I hate your show or nothing like. That. It's just like I don't have the attention span I used to. Yeah, 
And not to mention, uh, and not to mention, I also don't have the patience to look back at backlogs because, yeah. like, if I if uh, I don't know, man, I'm not, um, I'm weird like that. Like, no, I, but I, like, I hear you. It's a change in in sort like, of. Like, I haven't. Yeah. Like, for example, ACW. Love ACW. Haven't watched a show there since the reboot because I feel like I've already because I the minute it booted back up, I was like, I don't want to go back and fucking watch this shit like and i don't mean shit like it's bad it's just like i just don't want to fucking watch go back and watch all the old stuff whatever and because of that as more time goes along more stuff piles onto the backlog and it's like i ain't fucking going back and watching all that like i'm not I, i'm i'm that's how lazy i am <laughs> like i refuse to go watch a backlog of anything yeah. Or go back and watch anything just like uh not because I don't I don't like it. Because trust me, I'm ACW's doing like some really good shit now. Yeah. But I'm not about to like start cold right in the like with the newest episode or go back and watch their old shit because I'm fucking lazy. Right? It's nothing against them. Uh, it's yeah. just me personally, I'm a lazy fuck. So yeah. it's like I can't be asked to fucking Go all the way back and watch the entire thing from the start. I ain't got that kind of time. I got too busy. I'm too busy being depressed. I ain't got no time. <laughs> but I do. Re but for real, I do respect uh, all the feds and all the effort they do. Just yeah. me personally, I don't watch other people. As a matter of fact, it's really hard for me to watch anything nowadays. To be fair, yeah. Um, I don't have the attention span I used to, and uh, yeah. So um, yeah. But I do. Uh, again, I do respect everything everyone does. So what's the state of Arcadia now? Are you still doing it? Is it gone? What, what's the deal with that now? Well, like I said, I'm already planning out episode 5 of Arcadia Speed where we're going to start the Steel of a Deal tournament. But offside of that, they're really... You know what? I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I have no long-term plans. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, that's okay. Because Arcadia was never built on... Like, I never... I'm not a long-term booking guy. Not yeah. because I don't feel like I can pull it off. It's just like I'm not that kind of guy that like can see that far into the future, yeah, yeah. right? All I can see is what in front of what's in front of me and how can I work with that. And I feel like the current way I film Arcadia kind of helps yeah. because the way I film it, it's full simulation. I don't touch a damn thing. Oh, I right. really I run with what the simulation gives me, and from there I build a storyline. Okay. Like I can, I can literally, and, and I and I like it that way. Again, it's flying off the seat of my pants. I don't sit down and write a script because I don't have the patience to write a script. So what I'll do is literally all, on the fly, depending on the result of the match, I can try to spin a, a narrative from the from what that match does, and ultimately that's played out to my favor because yeah. uh, we've had a currently in this current era Arcadia, we've had a lot of things that kind of played out. Uh, in, in a very interesting way. And I think probably the best examples of that are the CAW Ultimate Championship and the YouTube Championship, respectively. Yeah. Uh, for the first... For the first few tile defenses of the YouTube Championship, no one ever successfully defended the belt. The belt was starting to be deemed cursed. Yeah. Until John Page grabbed it, or Smarty, as he's known. John Smarty Page. Or just John Page. I prefer calling him John Page, but his his YouTube name is his, his, his streamer name is Tismarty. But yeah. um, he became the man that broke the curse and has held onto that belt ever since and has defended it successfully multiple times. <laughs> Edward Elric 
as the CAW Ultimate Champion, the the uh, I guess the words inceptional, uh, because he ins- he's the one that started the belt. He f- the the story of the belt is he few he, once he became Arcadia World Champion. He at the time he was also ACWXL Champion, and or at least un- or he was, but unrecognized because of uh, because of uh, uh, po- because of backstage politics, Roger Smith shit, right? But yeah. he was still technically the ACW champion. And he was also the SCAW Legends champion at the time. Yeah. So because of that perfect storm, he merged the three belts and created the CAW Ultimate Championship. So okay. pretty much that belt is literally not restricted to Arcadia. It can be defended anytime, anywhere, of course, with approval from your boy. and the Or the quote-unquote CAW Ultimate Commission. And um, pretty much he has not lost the belt. And... He's every time I've simulated a match, he's defended it. He's won, and I think that in and of itself, the simulation kind of plays in my favor because that builds up Edward Elric as kind of an unstoppable champion, which is kind of my was my idea for him from the start. So it kind of so when the AI kind of lines up with what I think should happen, it kind of just pulls itself out. Uh, it did the same with actually a third example would be our uh, the uh, a very um, I kind of bias against because I like this guy, uh, Arcadia's own Ermac. I like yeah. Ermac. I, I like the character Ermac. He's really fucking cool. So Ermac um, was undefeated for years. Like every match I ever put him in, no matter what game it was in, he'd fucking win. <laughs> and and that literally kind of def- kind of defined him as our juggernaut until we got to the send off spectacular two K nineteen. And John and, and he lost the belt because Johnny Gat stabbed him in the gut multiple times. Oh, I think I've seen this. I think you showed me this. I think what, what, what. I showed you this. And if anybody wants to go back and watch it, it's probably the greatest moment <laughs> in my CAW career because it just played out so perfectly. Oh man! See, what's but, interesting like, though, when when you say that is, and one of the things that again that I've learned different things when I've come back to doing this is there seems to be this debate where there's a group of people that don't like people who use the computer and there's others that feel that it should be used in terms of you know you controlling it and then vice versa where do you stand on that argument uh simulation most definitely because here's the thing um a lot of people i've seen people who actually have booked matches where they're using all four controls at the same time and i don't know how to do it you're a fucking wizard you need to burn at the stake (laughs) but (laughs) but the thing is, that's just not kind of a doable thing nowadays. Like, I, pl- I use the PC version of 2K19. Oh, yeah. And I I am not about to go out of my way to buy four Xbox controllers for this shit. Or yeah. eight, or how many I need, right? To me, simulation brings... Uh, again, because it, and it's in our name. It's Random Kick-Ass Destruction Association. Yeah. It's a, ran- it's a random factor that we've based the Fed on. Because, again, I like randomness. I like... Being unpredictable, and I like kind of like seeing what the AI does, what the next move is, and building off that move, right? So for me, it's kind of this deal where it's like I am pro-simulation, yeah, but I don't want to start a debate over this. Like, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. It's like I understand there. It's kind of like the NXT versus AEW Wednesday, quote unquote, Wednesday yeah. night war. I'm an AEW guy, but I firmly believe there is no fucking war. And anyone who says there's a war yeah. is a 
fucking idiot. I because here's the thing, it's it's be, it was a meme, but now people are starting to go hard into it. Yeah. Like people like whenever Dave, whenever freaking Dave Meltzer, or Brian Alvarez, whoever puts posts the weekly ratings, and then in the comments to see, oh, it's so great to be NXT. Oh, it feels uh. good to be elite. I'm like. But now people are actually leaning into it and trying to force the narrative that there's a war. There's no fucking war. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. Just enjoy wrestling. Stop trying to push this stupid narrative. Just enjoy wrestling. Right? I hear you. So for me, it's kind of the same deal. I'm a simulation guy, but I'm not going to take sides on this stupid argument. It's C-A-W. Just enjoy it. I hear you. Right? Now... We're going to come off the uh, the topic of CAW for a little bit. We're going to ask you a very interesting question, and it's kind of this for me, and also for a little bit of others. Since you are a uh, a man of uh, of anime, if someone was getting into anime for the first time, what would be the top three shows you would recommend that they would check out? Oh God, I gotta think about this one. I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. I ain't watched anime. <laughs> oh right. Um. Uh. No. Okay. That's not. Okay. That's a lie. That is a lie. I have watched, but not like hard anime, like. Uh, how do I put this? Like I, well, I, 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 to- I, I watch it. I watch an anime every so often, but if I had to go back, um, you can even like say stuff quint- from what you used to watch as well. Quintessential stuff. Because um, here's the thing. Uh, uh, believe it or not, a little story about myself. Uh, I lived in Central America for about 15 years, right? Yeah. And there, briefly, on Latino television, was an anime dedicated channel called animax and that's where i usually watch a lot of stuff right so but these are like not like mainstream anime stuff like and before anyone asks no i'm not going to recommend you steal angel kurumi that's not what i would recommend quintessent that that one was a weird one but uh there are like i guess if i had to go down the quintessential you said three correct three yes mm. this is gonna actually be a tough one give me a minute uh, Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann. Uh, um, uh, what else? Um, Code, Code Mint, Code Gies. All hail Britannia. Uh, <laughs> and, um, third one would have to be, I'm struggling to remember the name. Tengen Tapa Gurren Um... This is actually on a more personal one, just because I enjoyed the series. Uh, Get Backers. Okay. Get Backers is re- really fucking good. Um, so yeah, I would recommend those three. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna. Th- um, now that I think about it more, I gotta throw a fourth in there because I feel like excluding this one would be bad. Scried. Okay. So yeah, so I would recommend those four. Get Backers. Scr- uh, I know I'm breaking a the rule there a little bit, but Get Backers, Scried. Uh, Tengen Tapa, Gurren Lagann, and Code Geass. I would recommend those four. I haven't even finished watching Code Geass, to be fair. But um, I would... Actually, if we're going to put it on animes I'd finished, I would literally just put Scryde, Get Backers, and, um, and Tengen Tapa, Gurren Lagann, actually. If we're going to go back to the three and ask me once I finished, I would put those three. See, that's interesting you, you say those ones, because usually when I asked a few people who had sort of animes type of, of leaks, they've usually uh, gave... I've asked them sort of the same question, and they've... Uh, sort of gave their own sort of rank as well and most of the ones that you said are kind of ones that uh haven't haven't been said usually it's like moon sailor or um here academia uh i can't remember all the other ones that say that's just a couple that i remember how many people have said dragon ball z be real with me no one's actually said that oh thank god 
No, like no usually, one's... I don't, I don't hate Dragon Ball Z, but I feel like that's the answer everyone gives. Yeah, I yeah. want to give that one. Not to mention, I don't care that much for Dragon Ball Z. Like I respect the legacy. Yeah. But mm, yeah, no. I, I, if anything, I want to recommend anime. Like the anime I watch is kind of like what you don't consider mainstream. Yeah. I mean, to okay, be fair, Goron Lagan did end up achieving mainstream at some point. But when I watched it, it was kind of more like under—I don't want to say underground, but it was kind of like under the radar kind of shit. Yeah. Okay, so it, it, it's more like I'm recommending animes that like are not gonna be fucking pushed to high heaven. Like they're not gonna be made in a Funko Pops anytime soon. Yeah. But uh, they're more like animes that I feel like kind of like flew under the radar that people should actually give uh, give the time of day to. You know? Okay. When I had last spoke to you, we were talking about sort of, uh, of course, we were flying down the past. We were talking about sort of certain video games to be used for sort of when we create this wrestling stuff. And I was telling you about, you know, maybe possibly moving off the 2K stuff because I've heard about this virtual basement thing that's going to be coming out and everything like that. You had mentioned a game that was kind of like a hardcore-esque game that was kind of being developed by, I think, one person. What was that game called? It was called Ultraviolet Pro Wrestling. Ultraviolet Pro Wrestling. And, um... It's a game that I've been following uh, for for a while now. It's made by a guy on Twitter. Uh, handle is Gakdaw G A C K D A W, and this man is setting out to make like the ultimate sandbox wrestling game, and pretty much where it kind of plays like uh, like a GCW or a CZW. You know, it's got yeah. light tubes. It's got like fucking giant ass structures that you can build mid match and throw people off of. It, yeah. It's based on the premise of those kinds of uh, wrestling matches and I and here's the thing everybody's looking at like AEW's new video uh, yeah, video game is going to come out. Uh, more people are taking an eye to a virtual basement with what they're doing. Yep. And I'm sitting here wondering can I book can I book Lupin the Third versus Terrorizer in a light tube match? <laughs> because, like, I don't know. Because I feel like if I want Arcadia to truly stand out with its level of randomness, that game is it. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. no other game is going to have the balls to put light tubes in their game or let me build a three foot high structure I can throw someone off of. And I'm like, bro, I need this game in my life, Absolutely, and I will hope yeah. that when it comes out. That the mod, that the ability to inject like custom models and shit is there, because Jesus fucking Christ, it would be just amazing to have these YouTubers, uh, live streamers, these anime characters, these video game characters just come together and just blast the shit out of each other with light tubes. Well, that kind of goes back to the old games a lot in terms of how it used to be, where it was a bit more uh, sort of arc- arcade based, where you can want if you want to put someone through a table, you know, you'd kind of put it near rather than that kind of lock system. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put that as arcade, like. The thing is that those arcade games of those times, those are still kind of still kind of set in realism, right? So th- I would probably put that as a hybrid arcade simulation, right? But I would feel like this, st- and this game is not beyond that. I would say it is an arcade simulation, but it's still, while it still maintains simulation aspect, it leans more on the arcade side because, again, you can build giant structures, launch people off of them. You can throw light tube bundles at people. Like, yeah. it- it's that kind of deal. So it's like, I feel like having that that particular yeah. aspect i feel like is what fits arcadia's mold though to be fair i do still have my eyes on all the other games coming out uh, again yeah. that virtual basement game is looking fucking promising Absolutely. as all hell they keep releasing new scans every so often in their discord and whenever i see it i'm like dude this looks f- fucking like dude these guys are an indie 
are like so indie as fuck, but at the same time, you look at the quality of their models, and this is like something you would expect from 2K, and yet what 2K gives us is less. Absolutely, no, like, definitely. Jesus, like, have you seen the high quality on those models? Like, they even got the down to the pores. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's uh, some certainly high quality stuff to go on. That's why I, I, you know, my ears pricked up about it because it was it was a true alternative. If you're kind of bored with the same old, same old, and I don't really like playing the damn 2K games. It's just kind of convenience, and if we can sort of go somewhere which offers a little bit more, then you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think that's the general consensus, right? It's like nobody wants to really mess with the 2K games, but at the same time. It's just kind of this deal where it's like, mm, yeah, I it's like I wish there was something else. Mm. This year alone, we're already getting like, like that game, and then you got you got the the ultraviolet the ultraviolet being developed. You got that game. You got the AEW game in the news, even though like I'm not pretty sure it's not releasing this year. But like, you got so many alternatives coming right now in the world of wrestling video games, and it's an interesting time. Especially with more people being able to work on it now, because obviously, um, pandemics got everybody at home. So, mm-hmm. what what can you do while you're stuck at home? Make wrestling games. Make some more wrestling games, absolutely. And of course, you got and I can't and I can't uh, neglect to mention Fire Pro Wrestling World releasing their move craft. And Jesus Christ, the moves that people make in that game is fucking insane. <laughs> I think my favorite one um, was uh, this guy um, posted on Twitter. And I, I'll have to send you the link right quick. I'm going to bring it up right quick. It's uh, somebody made a move. <laughs> somebody made a, f- a move in Fire Pro Wrestling uh, World with the thing, with the uh, move maker, that pretty much it makes the person that uh, does the move break their own neck by landing on it. Oh, wow. And he called it the. Uh, and he found that, and he called it the Rob Tussin special in honor, in reference to most extreme elimination challenge. And he even made the video. He even spliced it in with the video clip. I gotta find it because it's so fucking funny. Uh, oh man. Oh, he posted that a while. I gotta find this thing. I gotta find this thing. Oh my god. And literally, I asked. I I saw it and I tweeted. But why though? Because like. Like, why would anybody make a move where you break your own neck? Well, I guess uh, anyone that's got the opportunity to create this kind of move, I mean, you go hell nuts. Oh, God, this was, like, weeks ago. It's going to take me forever to find Let me just, uh, media. But, yeah, continue while I find it. Continue while I find it. Well, before uh, before you do, one of the things you also mentioned to me uh, before we came on the air is that you are going to be releasing a new podcast yourself. Tell me a little bit about uh, this this podcast that you sort of get involved in. Oh shit! Are we at the self promotion part of the show? Oh no 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 not not, not <laughs> just yet. Oh well, uh, okay. So as you guys, um, if you guys have been following me on YouTube uh, for the past few years, I have a tendency to pull podcasts out of my ass. Uh, I will make one do it for a few weeks and then stop caring. <laughs> um, though this, th- though, to be fair that I don't, to be fair, it's because I've never really found, uh, how do I put this? Um, I've never really found like something that works for me in terms of like a podcast. Like I'll do a certain format and then I'll get bored with it. Yeah. And then like, I'll move on and shit like that. Um, but right now I'm being presented with something that uh, I feel like, works for me um how do i the best way i can explain it is i'm being uh, somebody said we should do a pot somebody reached out to me his name is chaos karma also goes 
Not the same Remington that I'm trying to find the clip that I'm trying to send you, but oddly enough, he had the same. His name is Remington. He goes by Remington. He goes by Chaos Karma on Twitter. He's a fellow streamer like myself trying to make it. And he reached out to me. And um, he reached out to me. And uh, he literally said, uh, we should totally do a pod about Tokusatsu and wrestling. And for those who don't know, Tokusatsu is pretty much the... Um, it's a Japanese style of television and yeah. movies and stuff of media. Yeah. It's pretty much... Uh, it involves heroes in spandex or an armor right and they freaking fight the monster of the week beat the shit out of them and you know it, it's 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 pretty much that it's pretty much over the top explosions people in like really trippy armor and fighting monsters right yeah. you got your common rider you got your super sentai or power rangers as is known in the u.s uh ultraman garo you got all these shows out of japan and i watch these shows i'm a big fan of these shows so um so because of that, uh, I was reached out by this guy and said, we should do a podcast where we just shoot the shit about Botokusatsu and wrestling. And those are two things that I fucking love. So how could I not say no to that idea? So what I did is I had an old podcast I used to do on YouTube called The Writing Off Podcast. And it was a podcast where I would just sit there and just talk. It wasn't really so much a podcast. like It, if, it was just me talking about something that was like probably bugging me. Or something, or something I wanted to put my input in. You know, I would just talk for like an hour and a half or so. And and that's what I would do. So, I decided I'm dusting that show off. Um, I dusted the show off, and uh, we're retooling it specifically for this. We're going to be doing our first show this Friday on Twitch, both on his stream and on mine. I'll be posting the links on my Twitter uh, once that show, once we do, right before we go live. But... The whole deal is that we're going to sit down, him and I, we're going to shoot the shit, we're going to talk about uh, tokusatsu, and we're going to talk about wrestling. But we're not going to do it like, oh, we're going to report on the news or something. We're just going to kind of talk about it, but we're also going to riff on it. So it, it's just going to be us, just a couple of dudes just talking about this shit, you know what I mean? And that's, uh, that's literally that's what it's all about. So we're going to be starting that podcast this Friday. It's called The Right Enough Podcast. It'll be live on Twitch. Uh, archives will be available. I I'm hoping to have archives up within like two days. And I don't want anybody to think, oh, because I'm an affiliate, I'm a partner. I'm not any of those yet. I just, that's just my, always been my thing. I always wait a couple of days before I upload the archives anywhere else. So the archive with video will be uploaded a couple of days after on YouTube. And then I'll be dusting off the pod bean and, um, I'll be dusting off the Podbean and uh, uploading the audio-only versions up on there shortly after. So that's uh, what we're looking at this coming Friday. So well, that's good. the right Off podcast. That's the right Off podcast. We are heading down the road, as we say, towards the uh, towards the end of this old podcast. But before we do, we've got to get Cairo Star. Sorry, Cairo Star. K. I, I, I did it. No, you yeah, fucked it up twice. I nearly. I nearly. Cairo star. Cairo. 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 There you go. There you go. There you go. We're going to do the old Q&A to see the thoughts of this young man uh, before we do I'll be this. amazed. I'll be amazed if anybody, A, remembers who I am and two, sent me questions. <laughs> well, let's do, uh, we're going to see the two questions that we do, uh, that we ask everybody on the podcast. So let's see uh, what you're about. Mr. Star, who is the most overrated CAW. 
<laughs> Overrated. Oh god. That is hard. A hard question actually. Uh, I don't Like do you want a meme answer or do you want it legitimate? You give me any answer you want. Marcus Eldry. Okay. <laughs> Why? Uh, no one I mean everybody calls him overrated, so fuck it, but in reality I don't I don't really think any CEW is underrated or overrated. Uh, you got underrated ones. Well, that was I, I my, that's really what my next about. question was going to be. Just after we do the matching, what's the most underrated uh, but, CEW? But I don't really think, yeah, but I don't really think there anyone is overrated. I don't really believe that there is an overrated CAW. That's kind of a hard one. Uh, if I had to go for underrated, hmm. tell you uh i guess like, I, I couldn't the reason i can't tell you is i can't i don't know what anyone's current roster is so i couldn't really tell you okay um, oh. oh i found it okay um okay so let me just grab this link right quick um so i couldn't really tell you because again i don't I haven't fully followed a lot of products so i can't tell you really what uh small um what CAW I would say is overrated or underrated. And here's Rob Tussin. Um, just from my own... Um, I guess... Hmm. Couldn't tell you. Honestly, well, couldn't tell you. And I feel bad that I don't have a legitimate answer for both of these questions, but... It's okay. Don't worry. I couldn't really tell you. Like, just going off on my memory... I never really felt like while growing up watching CAW leagues that anyone ever really felt like out of place because I feel like CAW league owners, because they make the characters or they choose the characters and they put them in, there really, really isn't a lot of like neglect like there is in real wrestling where people don't get booked or people don't right or or people don't get a chance to shine or whatever. Like I feel like because there's more control in the process from CAW league owners, everybody gets like um a really good everybody gets a a real good chance cuz they know what they're going to do and they literally write their shows according to that making sure everybody gets in. Like nobody has a character that they have for that that they don't nobody has a character that they add and then later forget about no one ever does because everybody has a mission statement with their fed um with their fed their characters and everybody in it so to say that somebody is overrated or underrated that's not really um something i can really put out there and people that i'm even thinking of that could fit the category don't even fit the category because these are people that have held championships these are people that have been featured prominently in other places these are like people I can't really say that are truly underrated or overrated, but okay, like fine. the way I see it is just like you can't really put that kind of quantification on there because the reality is when you put somebody in your fed, it's because people already have like a dead set reason on them and already has like a dead set fucking plan, like emotion, like everything is like already is like set in a way that they're not going to get forgotten. So I, I can't really give you an answer for that one. Well, let's head on to the questions that I uh, have queried just for you, Mr. Star. And uh, first question here is... That's quite a good one. What or who 
what are the uh, something that pissed you off as a kid and it still pisses you off now? Hmm. I'm a, here's the thing, I'm a really chill dude. A really chill dude. I don't lose my mind uh, or my uh, or my calm that easily. So there, I can't really say there's something that really irritated me. I, I, I can't really do that. I mean, I had something years ago, but that got solved like five years ago. And, and it was just me angry at my parents. But because basically they wouldn't let me move back to the U.S., so they kept fighting me for it, and I fought them for years over it until finally they fucking gave up and just gave me my gave me the chance that I wanted. Which and I and, to, and now I'm appreciative of them about. So I can't really say I'm angry about. Them, but like, I'm I'm still not angry at. That's like the most. But I've never really had a thing that I got mad at that I'm still mad at to this day. I can't really. I I don't have really anything that fits the bill. What's um. What do you say move back to the US? Where did you live prior to that? I lived in a country called Nicaragua in Central America for 15 years. Oh, okay. That was where actually I started. To be fair, I think that's why I got into CAW and stuff. Because once I found it, for me, it was kind of like a form of escapism. From Because oh, okay. uh, trust me, Nicaragua was a really beautiful country yeah. until you live there. <laughs> like, it's great for visiting. It's a great tourist destination. Just don't live there is all I'm saying. But I obviously, because of all the shit that was going on, I needed something to focus on. I think uh, CAW was that void because um, I didn't really have internet in my house back then. Like we, I just went to cyber cafes, and that's usually what I would watch in those cyber cafes is that. So it was kind of like my escapism, I guess. So I didn't know that about you, actually. Was that somewhere you lived? Um, were you born there, or how did you sort of no, get there? No, I was, I, was, I was born in the U.S. Uh, I was born in Texas. And okay. uh, lived lived in that state for twelve years, and then twelve. But, but my parents were born in that country, right? So they wanted to move back. So it was okay. their call, not mine. Oh, interesting. What what kind of stuff did you do there? Since you said you um, didn't have internet, <sighs> whatever I could, man. <laughs> I mean, mainly, mainly I was raised by the television. That was it. I, television and video games, which is kind of why in my early thirties. I still have an affinity for gaming, even though I don't have the same attention span I did back then. But uh, games hold a, like a really important place in my heart, which is why I've been uh, not making much YouTube content and focusing more on Twitch content because yeah. I just like live streaming. I like playing games, so it's like even though I don't live stream for long, maybe like two hours at a time, but like live, but playing games makes kind of puts me in a really good place sometimes. So yeah. that's why I focused more on becoming a Twitch streamer more than producing Arcadia and doing YouTube content. Yeah, that's kind of uh, kind of interesting. Again, I didn't, uh, didn't know that about you, but that is uh, very, very, very interesting. For, uh, for Is that essentially how you came across all these videos by going to cyber cafes? Yeah, um, I... Um, I um, I believe it or not, I think ACWL was the first thing I found, and I think it was because I was just looking up wrestling in general. And the reason why I was looking up wrestling in general is because um, for the longest time in the city where I was living in, didn't have wrestling. Um, like, I remember just seeing, like, there was a specific channel in the country that had wrestling, and it was only available in this country's capital. I lived in a city, like, two hours away from the capital, didn't get it. We didn't get that channel until probably like 10 years later. 
because that's how slow shit in that country is. But um, because of that, I was like just trying to find some wrestling. And mm. when I found ACWL is when later on I led, which led me to CAW Underground, and that's literally started. So, like because of that, CAW was literally kind of like my escapism. So from you know just daily shit. Sure. My next question is, what bad habits or personality traits do you want to get rid of? If I had to think up of one, um, I am very socially awkward. Okay. Um, I have a lot of friends, but I, uh, but I kind of have a really hard time talking to people mm-hmm. because I feel like if I talk to anyone like here's the thing I have no problem with people calling me but if I talk to anyone I get really fucking nervous about that shit when I try to talk to anyone I get really fucking nervous about that shit yeah. and like and, and then it just becomes like Ugh. yeah just because like oh, I hate that feeling of like anxiety and shit I get sure, yeah, yeah. like I have friends that like do things and I even get paranoid even when I'm just talking to them that like when I'm trying to like throw ide- when I'm talking to them like I have an I I have a few artist friends and I throw ideas at them and even though it's just like harmless suggestions I get this anxiety I, I get this like ball of anxiety like oh fuck I'm using them for my personal gain I, uh, and I feel like and I start feeling like shit when it's reality it's just a mild manner suggestion it's not like me trying to get free art or anything it's like i'm legitimately throwing out a suggestion for something for them to draw but for some reason my brain somehow turns that on me and makes me feel like i'm a piece of shit that's using them for personal gain you know what i mean when it's really not that and it's just fucking and it's just that this this again that's that weird anxiety that kind of causes me to like distance myself from people and why i don't really like interact in a lot of in a lot of Discord, like I'm part of the VWU and I barely interact in that server because yeah. because of that anxiety. It, it's fucking weird. I, I I couldn't really explain to you. Like literally, if that's like the one thing about myself I would change, it's that because it, it's that anxiety that holds me back from a lot of things. And my my mom summed this up to me perfectly: is that anxiety is making me my own worst enemy because it's yeah. causing me to block myself off from the real world. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want, if you don't mind me getting a little bit, a little bit too dark. No, I'm not, not dark, ahead. but like getting a little bit in that area, I guess. Um, I've had really bad anxiety attacks in the past. Yeah, but because of that mentality, where I can't, I don't, I can't talk to anyone because if I try to talk to anyone, it gives me even more anxiety. I can't reach out to anyone to talk me through a panic attack. Okay. So it, it, that's definitely something I, 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 I'm trying to fix. Like right now, I, I live in Ohio now, and I live with uh, my, one of my really close best friends. And I'm really also – we live with another guy, and I'm, really good, I'm starting to become really good friends with him too. So that kind of helps because now I have people in the house. If I feel a panic attack going on, I can say, yo, man, I, 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 need, so, I need help. I need you to chill with me for a little bit or something like that. But before, all I had was friends on Discord. And just having that, but then trying to reach out to them and that anxiety is like holding me back from doing it, that made the panic attacks much worse. So, I mean, it's something I'm working on, but I wish, honestly, I could remove that about me and just be able to just talk to anyone without feeling nervous or being like an asshole or anything like that, even though I'm 
everything I say or do is really well intended. Absolutely. I just hate. I just hate like my own brain is convincing myself that I'm I'm a bad person. Yeah. Even absolutely. though I'm tr- totally obviously not. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. That's uh, that, that's very uh, very nice of you. Sort of. Yeah, sorry, sorry if that got a little. No, we, we've there. had conversations like, like that before, and I've gone into it myself because I'm a person that, that suffers from depression, and I was talking about sort of medication stuff that I take with, with everybody else, and sort of just yeah. that better understanding. I, mean, of, I used, to, I yeah, I understand that. I used to be on medication. I'm not anymore. But I, I mean, I'm not anymore. Not because they said, "Oh, you don't need medication anymore." I'm not on medication because I can't afford it. So I have to like fucking ride shit like that out all the time. Like I'm hoping like now, like, I mean, I've been off medication for almost six years. So it's like, it's not, I mean, I still struggle, but with or without medication, your biggest ally is going to be the people around you. Like that's the best way I can describe. Um, the best way I could describe getting through anxiety and stuff is you need to have like a good support group. Absolutely. And I try that. I circle myself with friends that I know if I'm going to have an anxiety attack, I know I can just say, yo man, can you talk to me for a minute? And, and now I, I, a couple of those, uh, and now one of the people that support group I live with and he knows what I go through and he helps me out whenever he can. And at the same time, but I still also have a circle of friends on Discord for whatever reason, like a backup plan that I like, if I need to talk to somebody, I can just, yo, man, can I talk to you for a minute? It just, yeah. just, I don't even have to say I'm having an anxiety attack and I talk to you. I'm just going to say, can I talk to you? And just talking to people. Here's the thing, even just like, even if you just chat, ring someone up, like having a casual chat, that can still be like a huge, a huge fucking deal in terms of that stuff. So it's, if you really like, think about it like even if you try to not to approach it as in i'm just trying to get through this panic attack like you just try to approach it like you're normally talking to someone that can actually be a really huge help absolutely couldn't say it better myself that is uh, exactly what i've said before and support network is the most important absolutely absolutely um and trust me and if you're a lot if you're like me like i just said i have a, a lot of my friends were mainly discord specific but but sometimes just trying to find someone – if you can find someone on Discord that you trust enough and you know them and and you, you end up like finding out, oh, they're near me or like they're, they're – they live – you find – oh, they live near me or whatever. I feel like the best thing to do is – I mean try to do it in a civil way but try to reach out to – try to reach out to that person to see if you can't like meet in person and become that – have that person become your friend. Yeah. Your in-person friend, because that in-person friend that you've spoken to a lot on Discord can end up becoming really invaluable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's yeah. end it up on a high. And uh, do you have your phone near you? That's not the question. That I'm generally asking. Do I have my phone? Yes, I do. So the last message you sent becomes the title of your autobiography. What's your autobiography called? I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. I haven't had cell phone service on this phone in almost a year. <laughs> Okay, so, well, do, do it to Discord instead. No, 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 no. Um, here's the thing. I can check my last text, though. I still okay. have those. Okay. Um, let me check. That has to be one I sent, right? Uh, yes, yes. Last text I sent was... Last text I sent on this phone was October 15th, 2019. Wow, bloody hell. I told you I haven't had service on this phone for that long. <coughs> oh, excuse me. 
You'll be handy in emergency, what? won't you? Mm, no, it's just, uh, dude, <coughs> moving, um, moving up here, uh, cost me more than I thought it would. Oh, right. Okay. And because of that, um, because of that, I didn't have money to pay off this phone. I'd pay off my bill. And to make matters worse, I didn't find a job until four months after I moved here. Okay. So at that point, they just cut the shit off. I haven't been able to pay the bill back. I, I owe them like $2,000. Wow. Okay, then. Yeah. Please donate. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, last text I sent was to my friend Cassie, who uh, lives a few hours away from me, uh, south, uh, southern Ohio. Um, I just visited her. Yeah. And... Uh, Obviously, I just, just I'd been with I chilled out at her house for like a weekend, just chilling right there. I'd yeah, left. I bet you were. I, I had left, and uh, to be fair, they said, "Hey, man, help yourself to anything in the in the pantry or whatever." Um, unbeknownst to me, because they didn't mention it, and to be fair, I probably should have asked. Um, there was a full bag of Doritos that I killed in that pantry. Wow. And uh, it turns out that she had just gotten those for herself the day before, but I guess she didn't. But I felt bad because she said <laughs> they said help yourself to anything in the pantry. But I guess she didn't think that like by putting that in the pantry, I was going to attack it, and I felt bad. So I sent her the money to pay back for the chips, and so the last text I sent her, even though I talked to her on Discord regulation, but the last text I sent her. Uh, I guess that means the my, the title of my autobiography is X Three, the Tension Gamer story. Wow. You can know why it's X Three because I was doing the emoji, doing the oh, got it. Bullshit. Okay, it's X Three. It's third sideways. It's a cat face. Gotcha. And I guess that's the title of my autobiography. That's the title of your autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then, we are out of time. We're heading on down the road now. Before we do go, do uh, do promote your social media where we can find you on the interwebs, the uh, Twitter machine, all that good jazz. Socials. All right. Uh, follow me on the Twitter. That's where I'm the most active at twitter.com slash thehenshingamer. Let me spell it out for you. T-H-E-H-E-N-S-H-I-N-G-A-M-E are on twitter that's where i am most active this is my main twitter you can actually check out all the bullshit i gotta say i sometimes live tweet during aew uh and i'll just pretty much bullshit about whatever's going on at the time what's going on in my mind and all the shit i'm on twitch i stream whenever i fucking feel like it which is again same thing the henshin gamer twitch.tv slash the henshin gamer um do you also check out my arcadia wrestling twitter or at twitter.com slash rkda wrestling uh i'll be posting updates uh regarding the next episode of arcadia speed um let's see what else um yeah those are the main three that i do um i have a discord server though i can't you can probably find it if you look in the description of my twitch or uh, in, of my twitch channel i'll plug it every so often on uh youtube on twit twitter as well my youtube a uh, little bit different youtube.com slash t-h-e-k-e-i-r-o-s-t-a-r-r the k-row star um not sure if i'm gonna be producing videos there what i am planning to do take some twitch is all the stuff i stream on twitch i will take the highlights I'll, i will take the uh, archives from those the vods and I will trim them up in the nice little highlight videos and i'll start putting those on the youtube i don't know when 
uh, when my lazy ass deems fit to start working. Um, I have a Facebook gaming page, but I'm not really going to plug that because it's just literally me mirroring the uh, Twitch stream to Facebook. So I'm not really going to do that. Um, and, uh, fine. I think that's yeah, that's it. That's pretty much the main shit. Uh, I have an in-character Twitter, which is Kato Star and Scar Arcadia, but I don't even post that one. Either I'm not gonna plug that. Um, yeah, so big things popping. Uh, like I said, uh, this Friday, uh, July seventeenth, we're gonna be popping off to do Riding Off podcast. Uh, I don't want to delve too much into what we're gonna talk about on the show, though. Uh, I do want to point out. Um, we're probably going to cover uh, results for uh, AEW Dynamite for that week. Uh, but at the same time, we, we kind of have a broader topic. I've pitched this, and um, pretty much it's – we're not going to treat it like news because it's a rumor, but we're going to try to delve into it as a what-if scenario. We're going to talk about um, a rumor that went on over the earlier in the week where it, um, it was said that Toei Company – uh, the people who own Super Sentai is cutting ties with Hasbro, who currently owns Power Rangers and subsequently the Power Rangers franchise. Now, it's a rumor. It hasn't been. We're not. Sh- it hasn't been confirmed. We don't know. But we're gonna go into it as if what if it was confirmed, and we're gonna try to like puzzle like what would Hasbro do and Power Rangers do in that situation? Why would Toei even consider severing ties uh, with uh, Hasbro and killing the Power Rangers brand outright? Like, is does Toei have like a motive in mind? Are they literally want to handle the distribution of Super Sentai in the U.S.? Shit like that. We're going to we're going to spin it. We're going to try to like put our little own topic on it. And then we're going to talk about like all the happenings as well, as well as Tokusatsu as in wrestling as well. So that's this Friday, July 17th. I think this is Friday. Is this Friday? Yes, this Friday, July 17th. Uh, we're going to be doing that. And, um, of course, again, I'm, I stream pseudo regularly. I can't give you a date on the next episode of Arcadia Speed, but I am working on it currently in production. And, uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter for all that other bullshit. There you go. Sorry if I took too long on that one. That's okay. You uh, promote away. And uh, we've run out of time. We're at the end of the podcast. I appreciate Mr. Cairo star yes being Thank here you. on the podcast not Cario. don't say Cario. well he'll Cairo Cairo Cario is something totally different that I cannot talk about on this podcast okay but, never mind uh yeah Cairo is K-Row. definitely what you want to say yeah okay uh, um, this is probably the only time I, I I literally go out of my way to correct someone because I'm hoping enough people will listen to this podcast that I won't have to correct anyone anymore well, don't call him Cairo because it's Cairo Star and he's been here on the FWZ Talk podcast. Appreciate him coming on and uh, tune in next time. We'll be talking to more people on the FWZ Talk podcast. We're heading on down the road. Stay safe and be good to one another. And Swedishi and good night. FWZ Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel. If you want me, hold me back. Frail, the skin is giant pale. <laughs> 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 so we go back to the remedy. <laughs> <laughs>